to The Golfing Mind. This is uh, episode 99 of the uh, the podcast, the podcast which looks at the game of golf in general, but the mental game of golf in particular. And um, over the past two years, I've explored the mental game in many different aspects and facets of it, from the amateur to the professional, from exercises we can do, and uh, I often reflect upon questions I get asked a lot. So people ask me, are there quick fixes? I mean, are there things they can do right away? Are there things they can do on the course that will give immediate results? And the answer is, yes, there are, but it comes with a caveat. And here's a caveat. If I don't practice doing push-ups regularly, when I need to do 20, I won't have the, the strength to do 20. Um, when I need to um, play two rounds of golf in a day, if I haven't um, built up my endurance, then I'm going to I'm going to struggle. And the same is true of the mental game. If you don't train your mind uh, on a regular, and I recommend a daily basis, then when you need it uh, to help you or to not work against you you simply won't have the uh, the toolkit established in the neural pathways of your brain to deliver what you want. So that said, there still are very quick fixes you can do on the golf course, um, which even if you've not done any mental conditioning training or um, been a regular listener to the podcast, uh, you can put into practice on the course and you will, I am very confident, see uh, an immediate result. But again, you have to apply the uh, you have to apply the thinking that goes with the uh, the hack, for want of a better word. So today, I thought I would give away uh, five uh, hacks, quick fixes, five things you can do right here, right now, as the song goes. Uh, but especially if you're on the golf course, because one of the things that uh, I see with golfers, amateur and professional, is without doubt they become their own worst critic. How often do you speak well to yourselves on the golf course versus how many times do you speak negatively? How often do you criticize yourself because of your play rather than... Um, think to yourself, hey, that was a great shot under pressure, or wow, that was a really good bunker shot, or because from my experience, players, when they hit a good bunker shot, don't um, recognize that as such, they'll be very pleased, um, and they'll be contented, but they won't reinforce the emotional feeling that accompanied the shot. And this is the thing that is critically important, because when people hit a bad shot, they relive it, they think about it, they talk about it, they discuss it, they get angry. And what they're doing is they're reinforcing or embedding a negative emotion in association with, with a particular shot, which is why you meet people that say, oh, I can't make four-foot putts. Oh, I can never get out of a bunker. Oh, downhill lies are my nemesis. Oh, pff, if I'm in the deep rough, I don't know what I'm going to do. Which is about as unhelpful as a chocolate teapot, I'm told. 
Um, so what I understand from working with so many people over the years is the there is a thing called emotional hijacking when a stimulus uh, provokes a negative um, response. I mean, a simple example is you're standing on the sidewalk um, or the pavement in the United Kingdom and there's a little puddle beside you and a car drives through the puddle and you get soaked from the waist down. Your instant reaction is anger, frustration, annoyance, all of the above. And that's a good example of emotional hijacking because you've responded to the stimulus before you've had time to acknowledge what's just happened and put it into some kind of context or perspective that allows you not to get upset. And that's probably the easiest way to explain it. I mean, if you have a two foot putt that you would expect to make 99 times out of 100, but you miss it, you are going to get frustrated, angry, annoyed, without thinking to yourself, well, I've made the last 99, so I guess it's it's okay to miss one. So rather than put it into context, you take it as an isolated thing. And this, for me, in the mental game is, is, is the key. It's the absolute key, which is you need to prevent emotional hijacking, which is having negative thoughts and conversations with yourself based on an incident, you know, I told the story some weeks ago playing golf with a friend of mine and we came to a par three and he hit a five arm and hit it miles, miles right into the woods and it clattered in the woods and it then fell out and hit the cart path. It bounced off the cart path and ran down the bank um, at the side of the green, it then got onto the green and tracked across the green and went into the hole. He had a hole in one and he jumped for joy. He just hit one of the worst shots I've ever seen him hit in my life, but he's jumping for joy. Why? Well, the answer is he got a hole in one. But in truth, he hit a bad shot and he celebrated it, but he wasn't celebrating the shot. He was celebrating the result. So we need to pay attention to results and allow ourselves to determine our emotional response. So what I'd like to talk about today, and it's just giving you five quick hacks. The first one is when you're playing in a golf match, it's very common to get um, a little anxious, a little nervous. If you're playing match play and it's coming all square with two or three holes to go, you've lost your leader, whatever the case may be. Uh, most people will have an adrenaline surge. Now this makes your heart beat a little faster. And this um, has two significant uh, things that it does. Number one is the blood will move away from the surface of the body towards the major organs. That's what adrenaline does. It prepares the body for fight or flight. The second thing it does is it, um, it sort of takes all the uh, energy you'd require to the essential muscle groups and organs. So you start to get a dry mouth. And a lot of people will say to me, oh, my mouth was very dry. Occasionally, if I'm uh, with a client and we're getting into a good exercise, I'll ask them to spit and they can't because they're tense. And that happens when we get tense, we, they can't spit. and There's no saliva in their mouth. So the first hack I'm gonna give you today is always carry a little bottle of water. Um, and I have recommended this to so many clients and when your mouth gets dry, take a sip and allow the water to move around your mouth so your mouth becomes moist again. 
what you're now doing is you're tricking the body into being aware that the mouth is not dry. So it's not using that bit of information to reinforce the fact you're nervous. It's a fantastic, fantastic hack. I can't rec I speak at conferences around the world. I have a bottle of water backstage because no matter how often you get on the stage, you're going to be nervous because if you're not nervous, you're de already dead. And I take a sip of water and when I walk onto stage, I keep the bottle with me. And you'll often see professional golfers drinking as they're walking because they're rehydrating. But what they're also doing is keeping their mouth very moist, which is a way of sort of overcoming that uh, adrenaline feedback. The second thing is your loss of feel. Now, we've all had that where we have no idea where the ball is going. And the reason for that is a lot of the blood has left the hands. Uh, but also we've lost complete confidence in ourselves. What we need to do is to get control. How do we best get control? Well, the best way to get control is to make a conscious choice and follow through on that choice. So a conscious choice I tell everyone to do is to become aware that they want to walk slower. So to tell themselves, okay, I want to walk slower to the next shot and then be aware that they're now walking slower. This gives back a level of control and a level of confidence. By slowing down, you'll slow your heart down, you can deepen your breathing, and you will reverse the effects of the adrenaline. You won't get instant return of feel, but it will come back much, much faster than it would do untreated and un, uh, unlooked after, if there's such a word as unlooked after. Well, there is now, so there you go. So that's the second thing. The third thing is people get into what I call catastrophic thinking or negative thinking. So they say, oh, I'm going to lose this match. I'm going to slice this ball. I'm going to hit that bunker. I'm going to, you know, these, and, and it becomes what's called a rumination. So that means they can't get the thought out of their head. So no matter how much you say to them, you know, don't think of going in the lake. All they can think is lake. All they can see is lake. All they can believe about the future is my ball's going in the lake. And of course it's not unless they, uh, well, it is in fact, unless they do something about it. So my advice isn't to say, don't go in the lake. Uh, don't miss the putt. Don't hit a shank. Don't do that. My advice is to think of a film that you like or start humming a song or singing a song or talk to someone about the best meal you had recently, or talk to your partner about the worst hangover you've had in your life. Change the subject so completely, so completely, that when you walk into the shot that hitherto you are negatively thinking about, in fact, it's like a fresh experience. Now this does work. And uh, I've worked with some one or two clients that have had amazing results on it. But the key is you have to change the topic of your your brain. You have to change it completely. So think of a recipe. Think of a. I often think of um, what I'm doing it of um, hill walking. I think of uh, routes I want to take. So I think, well, what's the best way to get from, you know, Inverness to uh, Bewley? Uh, and then I started thinking about, well, I could go south or I could go north. So I really think long and hard uh, about routes. And this, the next thing I know, I'm standing over the putt. I go, oh, right, here we go. And I hit the putt. So uh, thinking of something completely different. The fourth hack, um, being angry at your opponent's apparent good fortune and good luck. Now, occasionally you'll play a match when the person you're playing against sinks 
putt after putt from over 10, 15 feet, who gets out of the bunker and puts it to two or three feet, and you know they're not a good bunker player, who hits every fairway, who's just playing great golf. You're playing good golf, but they're playing golf that's just, well, it's lucky, isn't it? I mean, it's just mathematically almost impossible, but it's happening. So what happens is you, you get angry. Um, and my advice on that is to focus on your game. Focus, don't think about them, don't worry about them. If they hit a great shot, I, if look, if someone hits a great shot, I'm gonna to say to them, great shot. I'm not gonna be so mean as to go, uh, uh, lucky. So what I do suggest is you change your focus. You absolutely take your focus away from A, that person, B, your anger, frustration, annoyance at that person or the luck they're having. Because you're, you're doing two things. You're taking your attention away from yourself and your game, putting it onto theirs, and you're experiencing frustration, anger, and annoyance at the fact this person is hitting great shots. Now, when you play golf and you hit good shots, um, do, you, do you care if the other person's annoyed? No, not really. And in truth, I'd actually like them to be annoyed because if they're annoyed, they're upset. If they're upset, their focus is off. If their focus is off, advantage Robin. There's an old saying, when the thinking goes, the energy flows. Now, be, remember that. Where the thinking goes, the energy flows. You're in charge of your thinking. You're in charge of your attitude. If your attitude is negative, frustrated and angry, that's going to be where the energy is flowing. And you'll start hitting shots that are out of anger. More often than not, they'll be rubbish, but you might hit a good shot. Your frustration will see you bang clubs and get upset. Think about it. Is that what you want their legacy to be at the end of the day? No. And finally, people will say to me, I can't help it, but when I have bad luck, I get very frustrated. Well, I understand that. I don't like hitting bad shots and I don't like having bad luck, but it's life. It's life. You know, one day you'll find a parking space right outside the restaurant. The other day you'll drive around the block six times and end up half a mile away. It happens. You know, you can't play perfect golf all the time, but what you can do is when you have a good shot and a good experience, express gratitude because most people don't. Most people don't... Um, praise themselves for the good shots they hit. They just beat themselves up for the bad shots. And, you know, I know I've said this a hundred times, golf's a game and we play games specifically to have fun. We play games to experience enjoyment, to have time with our friends. And if you're going to introduce anger, frustration, rage, give it up. Seriously, give it up because you will never enjoy it. And if you don't enjoy it, you're not going to be fun to play with. I don't know anyone. Uh, I don't play golf with people who aren't fun. And that might sound like a cliche, but it's absolutely true. I'm 66 years of age now. I don't have time to spend with grumpy, difficult people. And if through circumstances beyond my control, I do find myself playing with people who bang their clubs or get frustrated, or I will be good company, but I will make a point of not playing them again. Because... You know, golf is too important a game and life is too short to waste golf time or time with people who are a vexation to our spirits. So there you go. That's it for this week. Um, it's slightly longer podcast than planned, but I wanted to share those things. I don't I haven't shared them before, but since we're coming up to the 100th, 
podcast next week. I thought I'd um, do something uh, a little different today. Um, next week, uh, we're back to weekly podcasts. Uh, next week, I'm hoping to have an interview with a very, very special guest. But as they say, many a twixt between cup and lip. So fingers crossed it comes off. If it doesn't, then um, I will be announcing a very, very special offer on the online training program for um, one week only next week. So that's something to look forward to. Until we meet again, play good golf wherever you are. I was meant to play today, but it, there's a, a storm warning coming in and my days of daring do are long gone. So hence I'm recording today's podcast. Until we meet again, have a wonderful, wonderful week.